guys, and welcome back to another episode of Feed and Focus for Remote Work and Digital Nomads podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion for helping you to learn how to use different tools like nutrition, workplace, living space design, behavior protocols, different habits, and your and different smells and foods and uh, and sounds and so many other modalities um, to help you to learn how to help your brain to do its best work and ultimately to help your brain to change your life for the better. Right. So this is what podcast is all about. And of course, I've been a digital nomad for twelve years, and I'm very passionate about remote work and this location independent lifestyle, entrepreneurship, and people who take a different path, who shape their own path, who very often create a path that that was not there, right? That's what the podcast is all about. So yesterday, guys, we released an episode with Johannes, uh, and he is, uh, he's been a digital nomad for um, 12 years. He's He was at the very beginning of uh, the movement and um, helping right now to build more connected communities for digital nomads. So we do have, so we have this location-dependent lifestyle, but we also connect, build connections on a deeper level, friendships and uh, finding life partners and um, uh preserve your connections to our roots, right? So um, Johannes is doing all of that, but also he has quite a lot to say on productivity for digital nomads, especially for the ones who are developing their career, who are building business, right? So uh, please do listen to this podcast that we did uh, yesterday, maybe listen to it uh, over the weekend, over several days, but you learn so much, especially if you are an aspiring location independent entrepreneur or someone who works remotely and you want to do more traveling, but also you don't want your work, your business to suffer, uh, this podcast is for you. And again, um, it's a conversation that where we go on so many different topics from, again, relationships to building business, building communities, travels, travels, productivity, focus, um, even one meal a day lifestyle. So, Tune in to the uh, episode we did yesterday. And today, guys, I want to talk to you about nutrition, like I promised to talk to you about it. I'm a certified nutritionist and I'm very passionate about food because it has a profound effect on who we are and what we do in life, how we do it, how we show up, how we feel every single day. I'm very passionate about nutrition and, and food that we put on our plate. And sadly, our food environment right now does not promote the best eating behaviors. It does not promote eating more healthy uh, foods. Um, it's screwed up in so many ways. And uh, I first thing I want you to realize that your interest and the interest of food, of food industry, no matter what kind of mission that you know specific food brand has, your interests are quite different. You try to maintain health and possibly um, get better at um, managing your eating habits because overeating is not good for anyone. And food industry, it doesn't matter, again, what brand it is, they want you to buy more, to consume more, right? And again, more consumption of more is not probably in your best interest. 
So realize this first fact that food industry wants you to consume more. For most of you, you don't want to consume more. You want to consume just the right amount, right? Um, the second thing, yesterday I read this study that came out um, in one of the outlets where I read almost every single study. It's Neuroscience News. Um, it's a website dedicated to um, obviously neuroscience, but also how it relates to different aspects of our health. And so they published this study. I think it was the recent, the most recent one, maybe it was. And there were quite a few studies before that, but this study specifically touches upon um, the instances of more depression, not like clinical depression, but just being in a state of mild depression, like being a little bit more negative most of the time. Uh, increased cases of anxiety, like uh, you, like somebody who is more anxious, more worried, instead of being again calm and peace, managing their uh, challenges and stresses. As well, you know, uh, not being all that well in the case of anxiety, actually being a little bit more on the negative side and just feeling like something is off, something is wrong in your life. And guys, in everyone's life, uh, life is not perfect. We're all dealing with challenges. But the difference between people who are more depressed, who are anxious, who are worried, who are stressed, um, whose levels are elevated, is that that's the lens they look at their life through. So whatever comes up, the first evaluation is negative. And you spend most of your time, not you specifically, but if you have anxiety, increased anxiety, you spend more of your, more of your time worrying about stuff. What can go wrong, right? And it's like underlying theme of your days. <clears throat> what's going to wrong? What's going to go wrong today or tomorrow or in a week or in a month or in a year? If I do this, how many things can go wrong, right? If that is the underlying theme, of your life, that you might look into your mental health. Underlying theme should be, you know, it's kind of good. Things are, some things are challenging, some things are really awesome, uh, but I'm getting, I'm handling, I'm handling it well. And being in a more positive and calm state and looking more optimistically at the, at the world. This is the state of a mentally healthy and well human being optimism and feeling like you have energy like you have uh, resources to get out there to explore to connect to build something that is what good mental health is all about so back to the study they um they did the study where they analyzed uh, the diets of different people specifically how much of processed foods they eat and uh, there are instances of mild depression, anxiety, etc. They compare that to people who um, eat much less of processed foods or none at all, and there are instances of stress and anxiety. And there is a direct correlation between that, right? The more people eat processed foods, ultra-processed foods, uh, the more they have problems with depressive states, with anxiety, and all kinds of um, issues with their mental health. Um, number one, what is processed food? What is unprocessed foods? There's going to be a link in the show notes to a classification uh, that I think first came out in Brazil, but now it is widely used. They created really good classification of uh, foods that are considered to be unprocessed foods. Um, I think it was like... Um, 
processed foods and then uh, culinary ingredients <clears throat> and then minimally processed foods and then ultra processed foods like ultra processed foods are, are the worst kind of foods those are your um, junk foods all kinds of snacks with a lot of different sugars and, and fats and calories and not so much nutrition they very often undergo many many processes of processing and don't resemble any whole food at all right so this is like kind of ultra processed foods also you get your sodas there etc and then things like like minimally processed foods would be things like canned fish, even, you know, my favorite canned sardines would be uh, there, or canned beans. It doesn't matter, you know, if they have just water and beans, it's still considered to be um, somewhat processed food, minimally processed, right? And they have culinary ingredients like uh, olive oil or salt. So it's a very good system. You can um, look it up. The link is in the show notes, is um, available to the public just for out of curiosity, right? And so the studies show that the more um, processed food, especially ultra-processed foods people eat, the more uh, instances of mental illness they have. Again, might not be uh, necessarily clinical depression or um, like very bad cases of anxiety, but your mental health is on a lower side, the more processed foods you eat. And they also bring up numbers that 70% of U.S. food supply is, for example, you know, that processed, ultra-processed foods, and 60% of calories that people consume in the U.S. come from um, those foods. And, you know, well, it's not a surprise if you have 70% of those foods uh, to be ultra-processed and, you know, highly processed, then of course people would eat most of it. Like what you show to the people, that's what people eat. Uh, it's like the same you know, in my fridge, there is zero processed food, literally. And so what I eat, I eat mostly whole foods. Yeah, sometimes I buy like might buy some snack, but it's not in my fridge. So I don't eat it. Uh, but that's about, you know, what is whole foods, what is processed foods. The basic idea is obviously whole unprocessed foods are those foods like meat, your fish, your vegetables, your fruit, your nuts and seeds, your beans, things that you buy, and they're whole. Um, and then, uh, nothing was done to them. There are no ingredients or, um, you know, if it's packaged like broccoli in a package, frozen broccoli, it's one ingredient, right? It's whole foods. You know what that is. Um, then uh, minimally processed foods are, again, foods like canned foods with maybe some salt in it or something like that. And the more ingredients are added, the more whole food doesn't resemble, uh, the more food product does not resemble whole food, the more processed it is. And also, usually there is less nutrition, there are more empty calories, etc. So again, they did the study. And even before that, it was kind of known and there were different observational studies and data about that. And uh, why I'm bringing it up is because how you feel daily, like how optimistic, how well, how energized, just how uplifted you feel daily, how not stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, worried you feel, you know, maybe there is like there are some other mental illnesses or similar conditions, like how well you feel, going to define what decisions you make, what actions you take, and that's going to, how many people you connect with, what kind of people you'll connect with, and that's going to define the course of your life, guys. This is the course of your life, your destiny we're talking about. Yes, I'm not over-exaggerating it. The more processed food you eat, the uh, less of a 
uh, exciting life you're gonna have because it's gonna affect your mental state every single day, your like default mental state, and that's gonna affect your decisions, your actions, the connections with people you make, and that will affect everything else in your life. It will affect your personality traits. It even can become your character, guys. The person I am today, I am because of my lifestyle, not because of some internal genetic uh, conditions. Yeah, I have some genetic predispositions, but if I were to choose a completely different lifestyle, were to eat a lot of processed food, didn't exercise, didn't care about my sleep all that much, maybe drink alcohol, you know, here and there, I'd be a completely different person. I would have a completely different life. I would not be talking to you on this podcast. I can assure you of that. So never take your diet lightly. And um, I have a couple of practical advice. As usual, I um, worked as a nutrition coach for me yeah, for like a decade of my life. I'm a certified nutritionist, so I have quite a few tricks in my sleeve how to help you to eat more whole food diet. Again, as I already mentioned, uh, the food that resembles food in its original form, uh, it is the most unprocessed foods. Now, the tricky part is with the ingredients. A lot of whole foods um, are made into some products with some ingredients like emulsifiers, flavor enhancers, uh, all kind of um, additives to make them shelf stable. Like the more of that is used in the product, the longer the shelf life of the product, except maybe for the things like beans. The, you know, dried beans can be without preservatives for like many, many um, months and probably years or canned food, you know, minimum preservative, salt, that's it, and they can it in a vacuum, and it can be good for years, and it's minimally processed foods. Uh, but then there are a lot of foods where you read the ingredients, and that's the habit you want to acquire, guys. You want to practice it and master it. Reading ingredients. If there are a ton of ingredients, you don't understand them, and you would never buy them into your kitchen to cook. Like, again, there are so many terms. I even lost track already of all the ingredients. I just, there are 10 ingredients and I don't understand any of them. Like, that is not going into my kitchen. Um, yeah, once in a while, like sometimes at some party, once or twice a month, if you eat something like that, it's totally fine. But if it's in your fridge and you eat it almost every single day or, you know, in your pantry, then, then that is not a good scenario. So just be very careful about ingredients. Even with, with things like coconut or almond milk, I usually buy milks that have like coconut, coconut milk, water, and maybe some salt. And that's it, guys. And then you find other meals. Can there are like 20 ingredients? What do you think is better for you? Uh, those emulsifiers that are in most of those plant-based meals, they actually have, have been shown to decrease the capability of your gut to maintain proper aligning. And that is gut. Guys, this has a lot of negative implications. So when I read quite a lot of data about that, I'm very... Um, careful about not consuming foods on a regular basis with emulsifiers. And on a regular basis, meaning I don't buy it into my house. Now, if I go out and once in a while I get it somewhere, that's another story, you know. But if you eat it every day, again, that accumulates, right? So be very careful. If you buy your nut milk, your almond milk, your coconut milk, just look at the ingredients. If there are 20 ingredients, why, why do you want 20 ingredients? Like, you only need coconuts or coconut milk, maybe water, again, maybe some salt to to make it uh, a little bit more interesting. That said, you're going to need a lot to make coconut or almond milk. 
again, the reason why a lot of uh, brands use a lot of those ingredients, uh, reason number one, to increase shelf life, reason number two, to make it the texture, the flavor a little bit well-rounded and smoother and better, um, right? To make it more interesting and more sellable and more profitable, that's what they do. And they get away with it because um, nutrition studies are hard to do and controlling people's diets and um, figuring out the exact cause of certain health problems, it's very hard. And so all those brands, they get away with all the shit that they put in the, in the food product. So so guys, just be aware of that. I don't want to scare you, but our food industry is a wild west um, right now. So figure out how to eat whole foods, whether you cook it or somebody else cooks for you. There is always a way, right? Um, when it comes to eating out, if you become a digital nomad location independent, um, or also a lot of people just don't cook these days, um, and you find yourself uh, eating out a lot, then also please be please just know the fact that there is a lot more in your food that you don't know it's there. And it can cause anything from additional calories that you don't see and you consume and you start putting on weight, uh, calories from fats and sugars, again, that you don't see really in your food. Uh, Also, they might not be using necessarily the best ingredients or the best kind of uh, foods and and meats and fish. So you just don't know. But um, I think most important hack for eating out, if you do eat out quite consistently, go for simple foods. So what I do when I eat out, first of all, I go for, of course, for things like fruit and salads, and I make sure to ask um, dressing on the side. And I usually don't go with the dressing that is offered to this offered for these salads. For example, I just um, ask to bring me olive oil, sometimes lime, sometimes lemon juice, maybe some salt and pepper, and I make my own dressing, right? That's hack number one. Uh, then I can control the amount of oil that goes into salad, the amount of calories, whether there is added sugar or not. Um, the second thing I always do is I always ask if I get something cooked, grilled, for example, do they use any oil or any kinds of dressing? And what I add to that is I have some food allergies or food sensitivities. Usually I would say sensitivities. Sometimes I did, I add uh, allergies. So people are a little bit more concerned about what they can do to me. Right. And I ask like, what exactly is in uh, that dressing or maybe dressing that marinade that you put your meat or fish or chicken into before cooking that. I am a pain in the ass when it comes to cooked food in restaurants. But that's because it I do have a sensitive gut and that stuff affects me right away. And so I'm not lying. I am actually food sensitive. It just, I, I'm not going to die. I'm just not going to feel all that well. I'll feel more anxious, more worried, a little bit crankier the next day, a little bit edgy, right? I don't like that. I like to feel positive and optimistic. So I'm very careful about my food. I'm like one of those, you know, canaries yeah, in the uh, mine. Yeah, they used to, you know, get the birds into the mine before the workers would go there to um, to get some, I don't know, ore or coal. Um, because um, if birds felt some gas and they would either die or leave the place, then it means it was it wasn't safe for people. So I'm kind of the same with food. If if this food uh, does something to me, it is doing something to you. You just don't notice it. So 
when I go to a restaurant, yeah, I ask about all the ingredients. I tell them I have food sensitivities, but please do tell me exactly what goes into that food. And of course, I then go for really simple foods, steamed, poached, grilled. I ask them to not add any oil whatsoever because the oils they use usually are not the ones that you want to be eating that can and will probably screw up your gut or increase inflammation levels that also will contribute to you feeling more anxious, worried, depressed, etc. Having more cravings for foods or, or sugar or just triggering you in more negative ways. So go for simple foods. Um, and again, uh, is for on a regular basis, I do recommend you find a way to get cooked meals where you can control all the ingredients. Uh, maybe, um, I don't know, pay someone, maybe your friend loves cooking and you can pay them so they cook a little bit extra for you. Like there are many options. It doesn't mean you have to sign up for some um, extra expensive uh, meal delivery uh, or uh, have a personal chef. Like there are ways right? And this is your health and well-being we are talking about. So these are a couple of my hacks. And when it comes to street foods, you know, when you travel and you experiment with foods, when you want to try different cuisines, try them. But maybe like try them once a week or once in two weeks, right? Don't try them every single day, compromising your health, your mental state, your well-being, your decisions, your productivity, your energy levels. Like that is not a good pattern in your life. I'm just sharing experience, my experience and experience of people I worked with uh, all over the world. And I can tell you one thing. The more simple your food gets, the better you're going to feel, the more energy you're going to have, and it's going to affect your decisions, your personality, your energy levels, uh, actions you take, and the life you have. That's why I recommend stick to the simplest, the most unprocessed foods. Figure out how to get freshly cooked meals made from whole food ingredients. Also, make sure you control those ingredients. And even when you find someone to cook for you, just make sure you know what goes into your food. You can always add stuff like maybe olive oil or, you know, even salt, but try to get it as uh, unchanged as possible and then add things um, as you need them. And for the restaurants, again, just ask what kind of ingredients. Tell them, you know, I'm very sensitive or uh, I might have some allergies. So please do tell me. Uh, when it comes to foods, the products that you buy, even things like nut milks, just make sure to check the ingredients. Just have some more common sense. Have a, a habit of reading the ingredients. There are some sardines that would have like five ingredients. I don't know, some preservatives, you know, some salt, etc. There are ing ingredients that have just two ingredients. Sardines that have just two ingredients. Fish and, uh, and salt in the water they're in, right? So do check those ingredients. If you need any advice, please reach out, guys. I'm more than happy to answer any of your questions. Again, spend quite a lot of time in the industry. And I'm, you know, I'm a geek. So I used to read a lot more about food industry than an average nutritionist would. Um, so please reach out if you have any concerns, any doubts. And uh, check out the link in the show notes to learn more about what is the definition of processed foods, minimally processed foods, culinary ingredients, uh, highly processed foods, ultra processed foods, you know, these are like the worst. So check out the link in the show notes, ask questions, have an awesome weekend, plan some healthy food 
cooking, check out the episode we did yesterday with Johannes about digital nomads life, relationships, building communities and productivity. And as usual, guys, till next time, eat better daily.